Hi, I'm Marilyn and welcome to my Lead Your Day podcast. A warts and all chat for entrepreneurial women. It's very real, it's raw and it's going to challenge us all to look at our lives and our businesses in a different way than we've probably all been taught. My goal is that it encourages us all to not just lead our day, but our whole worlds. Have you ever had to find a lawyer? It can be pretty scary when you don't know the system and you've never done it before, especially if you're doing it on your own. Well, I found myself in that situation uh, quite a few years ago, uh, but not that long ago. And so I went on the hunt, you know, through recommendation and found a female lawyer, which I thought, fantastic, great. But when I met her, she might have been wearing a dress, but she seriously had more masculine energy than many males I know, the manly ones too. And wow, intimidation galore. And she even snickered when she saw my then income and said, gosh, at this rate, you'll be working until 90 before you can retire. Well, believe me, I was absolutely humiliated and of course I didn't hire her. But you know what? It scratched and itched or rather uh, by now a deep gaping wound for having my own business or my own power to to generate more income. Now, the reason at that time that I wasn't earning so much was because I'd been through a lot of change. I'd moved countries. uh, I'd been through a divorce. And it was it was all part of that divorce, and uh, and I had a situation where I needed to be available for my son during the day, so I could I couldn't I didn't I couldn't go out and get the big job uh, for various circumstances. Okay, but you know I knew that no amount of time doing a corporate job would ever bring me financial freedom. Not at the age I was. If I was 20 or early 30s, maybe, but not when I was in my late 40s. And I was also, I was consulting at the time for a company which I adored, but I was earning pounds. And at the time in Australian dollars, the exchange rate was terrible. And I had maxed out my income earning capacity there. It was just not possible unless I moved back to, to England. So it was just not possible to scale my income anymore. So I sat in that place and it was really uncomfortable because I enjoyed working for them, but I realized I just couldn't do it anymore. And it really hit home. Yeah, here I was, no other source of income, a solo parent, um, and I needed to do this by myself and nobody was going to come and save me. And I guess the last shred of that patriarchy programming dropped away. It took me another three years to start my business and another three on top of that to replace my income, but starting from zero. So besides the financial freedom for myself, my vision is to help others do the same because so many, especially women, struggle with this. More about that later. Now, if you don't know by now... I run what I call an entrepreneurial incubator called the Lead Your World Academy. Now, it's not full of people who are absolutely succeeding in every way. If you're earning a million uh, million dollars every year, you won't find the academy 
all you know, all that helpful. Uh, but it's for normal, everyday people at various points along the track of building their own business or income from experience, talent, that sort of thing. It's from people who've got that, you know, I've got an idea, what do you think stage to great, now it's working, how do I scale this even bigger? So growth is the measuring stick we go by, not just in externals like dollars and cents or pounds and pence, but in more important internals. Not just in externals like dollars and cents and pounds and pence and euros, but in the more important internal growth, which is where my inspirational, albeit a little bit corny, tagline of lead your world from the inside out comes from. And I mean that seriously. Lead your world from the inside out. And it's a great message, especially for women. Men naturally don't struggle with stepping up to lead as much as women do. It comes with baggage with us, no matter what our desires are. You see, I'm firstly interested in you, and I mean you listening to this podcast now, as this podcast is part of my wider movement to get one million women leading their worlds. That's my first peg on the, you know, the the growth thing for me. Yes, I'd love to to reach a hundred million, but let's start at one million women leading their worlds. Now, we've already had about 3,000 downloads on this podcast in less than three months. So it's a realistic goal for me. I'm going for, for it with all my might. But secondly, I'm interested in you. So I'm, yeah, okay. So I'm not just interested in you, but I'm interested in you starting, growing or scaling that beautiful business of yours. And I say beautiful on purpose because some of you cringe at that because it it feels far from beautiful right now. But I'm speaking that about that. Now, whether your business is just a tiny egg that hasn't hatched, it's just an idea, or it's a, it's grown into a noisy teenager growing out of all its clothes and demanding independence from its mama, okay, that's what my goal is, is to grow you and grow your business. So back to the title of this particular podcast, not making money in your business. I've shared what I've shared so far because I know that horrible feeling of not making enough money because for many, it's way beyond a desire and it's become a raw, weeping kind of need, which is really sad, really, really sad and really stressful and causes every flavor of self-doubt, anxiety, and defeat. And then threats like the economy crashing due to the coronavirus make you not only more wobbly, but also sadistically give you an out to why you aren't making money. And I see that all the time. People go, well, I can't make money because of the economy. Really, that's actually just a reflection of your own inability and fear to overcome that. It's really sad, but it's true. Now, it doesn't require a genius to know that a business not making any money isn't a business. It's it's a hope business, which is kind of humiliating because after all, you're listening to a podcast which aims at an entrepreneurial audience. 
okay, Marilyn, I can hear you. You know, <laughs> Come on, Marilyn, get to the good stuff. Come on, aren't you meant to be positive? All right, I'm going to tell you how the heck to bring in the income. And I have to thank one of my very brave academy students this week who asked me this question. She said, Marilyn, what do I do? How do I? I know I'm not bringing income. How do I? What do I do? So instead of giving her an answer directly, I asked her a series of questions because I knew her story. I knew what she was battling with. And I'm going to ask you the same questions now. So I'm not going to tell you the secret of making lots of money or just making enough to pay the bills. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to be really honest with yourself. Okay. Now, perhaps pause, go and grab a pencil, a notepad and write these down. It's a self-assessing checklist and I've got five questions for you. All right. Ready? Number one, do you actually have people to sell to? And the measure of this, if you have an online business, is are you growing your email list or your contact list? Is it growing daily or do you have mm, you know, 20 people on there and it hasn't grown in six months? You have to have people to sell to. And yes, you might have a huge following on self. And yes, you might have a huge following on social media. But are they people you can really sell to? That's why I think every business needs an email list. Whether you contact them by text or email or phone, have a contact list that should be growing every single day or at least weekly. What direction is it going in? So that's number one. Number two, do you actually have a clear offer? Do you have a product or service that people can buy? And is it clear why they might want it? And there's a whole other set of questions around that about your branding and your positioning and your clarity. And is it, is it clear in the noise that we face every day? And number three, when have you planned to do launches for that clear offer? In other words, are you actually making offers to people and asking them to buy? When did you last do that? Or are you too afraid to do that? And it may not be a launch, but it might be a promotion. Or you have a system for selling things. When do you do it? And the fourth question that follows on from that is, how many days and hours a week are you spending on income, revenue producing activities and tasks? It's so easy to be busy, but doing the wrong things. And number five, what are you really spending your time on? And what's causing you to do this? What fears are causing you to do this? Now, five questions. And I bet all of them you have started beating yourself up about, haven't you? So you think, okay, Marilyn, great. You're feeling guilty, aren't you? Uh, so I know what happens. So you, you, you try and do things like, okay, I'll get a new planner and I'll, I'll plan things out. Or you, or you set an alarm for 5am and you, oh, I better do a 5am routine. Or you vow to make new habits and you set those up and you feel sort of temporarily better because you've, you feel like you've done something, you know, to answer those five questions in the positive. And generally, it's different kinds of self-beating activities and thoughts. I've nailed it, haven't I? That's how we tend to react. And you might spend the next week or two or a month running around, answering those questions, 
doing what you think is the right things to do. But then you find you keep running into the same walls. So you vow to use more willpower and more discipline and ah, it goes on and on and on. Here's the number one thing to know. Yes, those five questions are really, really important and they're to do with business strategy. But listen to this. This is the most important thing you're going to hear today. At the end of the day, your income reflects your self-worth. So as well as having a tangible business strategy to grow your income, what are you doing to heal your self-worth? And I say heal very intentionally. Remember, this often isn't your personal problem. It's centuries of belief we inherited in our very selves about women not having permission to create our own wealth. Even in wealthy families, women were collateral and used to gain more wealth or power or both. So I leave you with this open question. Do you know your own value? Because you are extremely valuable. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast. Because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 